as I was saying, I was working on a sync track that I decided I've been working on it for like a month, and uh, based on some information, uh, let me that, see if uh, I can remember it. Some shady Empty character. Spaces. What are we living for? That one. That's the one. I don't want to give it away. Actually, oh, if somebody sorry. else can do it better than me, fuck yeah, do it. Because I love that song, and I would love to hear a a weird cinematic version of that. Anyway, I was, I've was been working on it for like a month, and I'm like, this isn't for me. It's not that it can't <laughs> be done. It's just it's not for me. And I was like, you know, that's kind of a fucking cool thing to be able to do as an artist is to let something go. Like, I don't know. How easy is it for you to let go of an idea? You're like, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. But then go, this idea might not be a good idea for me. It might be a good idea for somebody else, but, yeah, you know, like robbing a bank is not a good idea for me. It might be a good idea for someone else. Right, right. <laughs> and I've got a great plan. <laughs> boy, howdy. I've got, boy, do I have, a, I have it locked down. They're onto your plan. But no, I, they're not. I also have shit to do on Tuesdays. <laughs> Welcome to Two Shots at a Royalty Check, brought to you by Venmo, Your Money, Your Move, and Liquid Death, Murder Your Thirst. Let's get back into it. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday is not bank bank robbery day. Yeah, well, there's just so many aspects of a bank robbery that, you know... It's, I, Wait, how I mean, did we I've get here I've got a lot again? of notebooks about it. Yeah, well, it's the, the getaway car and where you're going to be yeah. afterwards, how do you launder the money. It's all the post stuff. The, I mean, the actual robbery itself, fairly easy. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, no one's in banks anymore, by the way. So, yeah. like... You, you, there is no, I think like if you robbed a bank today, you'd go in and you'd be like, everybody down, this is a robbery. And it'd be like three tellers. Yeah. There, there might like need one, no tellers. One, there'd probably be like one guy standing there like, oh man, I was making a business deposit. But <laughs> That's what I call going to the restroom. Because they still work in, cra- in cash or, um, or it'd probably be, a, actually it'd probably be a weed store. <laughs> yeah, it's, You're like, man, man. on your day of all days, man. <laughs> My bank doesn't have any tellers in any of the branches I visit. If I want to talk I to a teller. I have no idea. I haven't seen the inside of a bank for. Yeah. Well, occasionally I still get, you know, checks and there's a different response from the depositing app versus the ATM sometimes, you know, so I sometimes will go into a branch because if a person sees it, it'll happen uh, differently. But. Most of the banks I bank with, there's no tellers anymore. It's all, you know, machines or videos or, hey, would you like to have a conference call in a private room? It's like, I feel like I'm I'm in the uh, in the silhouette room in the back of the, you know, the wow. club where you put, you put your, your dollar in the slot and the thing comes up and there's a, <laughs> there's a sad person dancing behind. You know, uh, it, it like, it's like that in the banks now. And... It's just I I got a I I got paid cash for something, and I went to go deposit it into my my business account because I'm a responsible adult most of the time, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was like depositing it, and it said you your lim- you have a limit on the amount of cash you can put into your bank, and uh, you have to split this deposit into two deposits. Yeah. That's crazy. And I mean, I understand that, like, yeah, shit's shady, and the people do dumb things, but. You know, and then and then uh, you know, it's like so we're gonna hold the first half of this deposit, and you can make the other half tomorrow. And I was like, I'm sorry, cash. I could go to the fucking store and spend this right now, 
But I, I, I but just maybe I don't you know. couldn't not a Seven Eleven. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I wasn't going to Seven Eleven. I'm uh, plus I'm, yeah, okay. I could so go to Target and get myself some, you know, like Good and Gather or whatever the fuck their brand is. That's right. <laughs> By the way, so any of you nefarious people out there, never deposit over nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars because you'll tick off this thing called Swift. Mm-hmm. Which is like this international thing that like flags. It's supposed to at least. I I love that we're giving um, criminal advice now on this. Just like what's my music, but criminal. You know. Listen, there's there's sometimes yeah, you get paid gonna, in cash for music. Yeah. Sometimes you know, things are a yeah. little. It, I think we talked about this recently. Goosey. I used to get paid in a. I get a check from the venue, and then they would be like, "Okay, go cash that at the bar," and I'd be like, "What?" And they'd say, "Yeah, go cash the check at the bar." And sorry, I'm uh, I'm manipulating my microphone because it was it was sinking on me. Um, not the sink, but the sink. Uh, and they would be hey. like, "Yeah, just here's the check. Sign it. Hand it back to us. We'll give you cash for it at the bar." And I was like, "Yeah." And I did like you know, of course, this was before I'd really. I mean, I've had my my business for 23 years, but my first check <coughs> happened for for music happened long before I started the business. You know, and it was like. Okay, I guess that's the way you do things around here, guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they'd rather you out there at 2 o'clock in the morning driving around with thousands of dollars yeah. than them having to go home with that that zipper bag of money. <laughs> yeah, the lock bag. I used to work at a bank. in the morning. I, I, work, I met my first ex-wife at a bank. I have two of those. Drink. I have to, you have to wait until I say I have two of those before you can drink. Oh, the sorry. drinking game. Hey, we have rules here, Mr. Um, but yeah, I remember like businesses walking in with a fat, like, you know, lock bag full of cash, you know, so like, they'd send the 17 year old girl who was the assistant manager that day. Oh, I need to deposit this. And it's like, um, <laughs> and that poor kid could have got rolled at any moment in time. You know, we, when I worked at the strip club, you worked at a strip club. I had no had, idea. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Different, different life, different story. Um, we literally had a money bag. Yeah. And the money bag was this specific backpack. <laughs> and this ba- and it was like a brown backpack, which is odd. Oh, okay. But like in the zipper, if you open the zipper up, like inside of it, um, one of the managers drew like three dollar signs with like white out <laughs> inside of it. Yeah. So that you would know this is the bag. Oh. And so, and we were downtown Denver, and this is back in pretty shady 90s and shit. Yeah. And so every now and then, I would be called upon to take the money bag. Yeah. And, or or I actually started out, like, being the bouncer to the money bag on the way to the bank. Mm-hmm. So we'd open up, we'd let the bar open a little bit, and then, well, it's time to go make the deposit. And we would make the mad dash up to 17th over to the banks. Yeah. With this bag, and it was like you know, so you've got like a bag with like literally twenty, thirty thousand dollars in it. Yeah, and and you know because strip clubs is all cash, it's just all cash business. Mm-hmm. And so we're walking, and you know, so you're trying to be cool, but you're also like on the fucking lookout for anybody that looks weird yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, you know. And one of the guys who was a manager, he was a former player for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> and he was I'm a big dude. Yeah. This dude was a big dude compared to me. Wow, like, that's awesome. Huge dude. His name was John. 
And so it's the two of us rolling with <laughs> you know, tens you of thousands of dollars in the street. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like, and then walk into the bank and the bank knew who we were. Yeah. So we'd come in there like, oh, yes, yes. Come here. Come here. Come here. Yeah. Because then you had to be really careful about like, hey, can you please count this somewhere else? Yeah. Because anyone in the bank would be like, well, if they've got, if they're bringing 30 or 40 in, they probably got a little something on them when they're walking out. Yeah. So yeah, we had to be really, but we actually had, we called it the money bag. Yeah. And, and I always thought, I thought it was funny. It's as close as you can get to that bag that says money on it or has $3 <laughs> signs, you know? And so that's, he had the white, and I the thought Scrooge it was hilarious. McDuck bag. Because it was brown, and so inside, you know, the the dollar signs were in whiteout, which I just thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, did you ever? Which of course was what, which of course was what some strippers used for nail polish. Yeah, uh, inside oh inside story there. Yeah, I would. I you know, I believe that don't I've had. That. Yeah, don't do that. I've had some. Uh, I, the, the question I want to know is: uh, Did you guys nickname the bag the turd uh, or the money no, turd? We named it. We named it. The money bag. The money bag. Okay, <laughs> we weren't that. I just we thought it'd be like strap creative. on the turd and let's go. You know, it's like I just I, there's so many opportunities for humor here. Yeah, um, we should have we should have done something with it because I remember I made a joke about it once to the owner's son. Where <laughs> there's you know, your first he mistake. Like, he, he was kind of like, you know, he'd put his hand to the side of his mouth and be like, "Hey, go upstairs <laughs> and get the the money bag." I'm like, "Well, it's." It doesn't really help if you're calling it the money bag in front of everyone here. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like he wasn't go get the shoebox. Yeah. Or, you know, strap go get on. The, you know, whatever. Go get the bread basket. You know what I'm saying? Strap on the turd. By the way, he was not Italian. So, but oh, that's a that's a missed opportunity for some real fun there. No, he was he was. Their family was worse than than what you would think Italian mafia was. I met real heavy duty mafia, and what they were was. Well, let's see. I'm not sure if I can say. Well, okay. So, like Texarkana. Oh, the basically, basically the region between Texas and New Orleans. Yeah, that's where they were from. Oh my! This nether region of no laws, taint of America, kind of swamp, kind of Texas, libertarian, but like nobody messed with them. Yeah, there were. They were hardcore. Oh, my God. I remember doing shows, uh, I'm not going to say where, but um, that, uh, you know, we'd have we'd have some venue we'd roll into on the bus or whatever, and you'd get off, and there would be a person greet you at the door, and they would escort you to a room that you technically weren't allowed to leave until it was your time to play. Uh, and uh, they had very strong accents, shall we say. And I must have yes. played probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 of these clubs where there was definitely some other stuff going on in the back room, right? There's always other stuff. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that's one of the more terrifying things you realize being in the industry is like sometimes there's a there's an element. So just why, you know, like uh, some people are, you know, very, very, very hostile to, you know, companies like AEG at Live Nation. But at least, you know, they're not chopping up grams of cocaine in the back room while you're on stage and selling it in the alley behind the venue. It's not theirs. Yeah. It's not theirs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you, know, there, you know, there's there's not a there's not a, a pit full of people, you know, working for minimum, you know, no money. Yeah, in the back. Uh, in the early days of AEG, uh, somebody that I knew that was a, a talent booker yeah. got a writer that had a lid of cocaine on it. <laughs> and he was like, is this the brown M&M thing where you yeah, know, you're I'm making supposed sure to I'm paying make attention. sure that I... 
Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I, I mean, I can get it for you. <laughs> you've been on, you've been on enough tours that um, have. Do you ever, did you ever do the trick with the? the there's something in the rider that uh, is there just to see if you're paying attention. Yes, like they, not, enough sprite. times that it. What's up? What was it? Diet Sprite. Was Diet mine. Sprite. Okay, <laughs> because it is so fucking hard to find. Yeah, or it used to be. Yeah, and so like we actually played a huge festival in Utah, and I I did I we we had our own PA that was like helping us. Yeah, we were like headlining. Yeah, and so this guy was like, you know, whatever you need, whatever you need. I'm like, how come where's my fucking Diet Sprite? <laughs> where's my six pack of Diet Sprite? Not the bottles, the fucking can. And he went and got it, and we thought it was hilarious because he went all over to find some. Jeez. And because it is hard to find, it's not in every place. I mean, maybe now I don't know, but it wasn't then. They didn't have it and at the local the whole Bucky's. Why I had it there. Yeah. So he brought it. He brought it. And this was a joke because we were tipping him like 200 bucks yeah. and set him up with girls and stuff. <laughs> but so he brings it back. And uh, and Jeff thought it was my drummer thought it was hilarious. There was this whole thing. They took us out golfing. Oh, there was yeah. all this stuff before the show. It was really VIP shit. Yeah. But so he brings me the diet sprite. And so I, I was like, I can't perform without it. I can't do it, you know? And he comes and he brings it and I get the can and I take it out of the six pack and I went and then poured it out on the concrete floor. <laughs> just to, just one for your homies. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, the wind just like, went crazy around here and all the dogs lost their damn minds except mine. So I don't know if yeah. you can hear. I don't know if you can hear it's them. It's going crazy here too. Yeah, it's it's a lot. We, I was we. I'm glad we uh, we went out for our our morning walk uh, a little earlier. But yeah, that was a that was a hell of a gust right there. Probably drove a couple of small cars into trees. I'll, I'll take it over the polar vortex. Yeah, speaking of the polar vortex, that was a quite the adventure for a couple three days around here. Getting uh, we were in probably the negative teens around here. Negative, yeah, it was negative seventeen down here. Yeah. About what it was here, and and then wind chill was twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. I did brutal. I did an East Coast tour many many years ago, which was, it was fucking fun as fuck. But you weren't allowed to be outside because it was that cold. And like uh, we were in Boston and Chicago, so it was like you know just fucking cold, cold, cold. And then I flew to Mexico on the Sunday and played some gigs down there. <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, but yeah, but, my my Colorado kid came out though. Yeah. I I actually. I put on everything just like just to prove a point. I did have to go to the store, yeah, but I kind of didn't, yeah. you know. Like you can get just, through. You proved day. a point, yeah. It was about three days of it, but the worst day, yeah, where it was minus fourteen, minus yeah. seventeen, whatever. Um, I did put on all the stuff and the hoodie and and sunglasses, the whole deal, yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I make it sound like I went out on an adventure. It's literally a block away. <laughs> <You> know, <it's laughs> like, oh yeah, you got but, that. Yeah, you got that grocery store there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I live pretty close to. I'm in a walkable city. Let's yeah. say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I but I went and got. <laughs> it was hilarious because I wanted potatoes. Potatoes. And so I went and I got my person's sweet potatoes. Uh-huh. She likes those. Yeah. I went and had two bakers. I went and got two bakers, and I was like, well. But I also want potatoes for like making fries or mm-hmm. something. And so I went and I got a bag of five pound potatoes. So there I am at like ideal checkout yeah. with like a, a plethora of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say it's a plethora, Guapo? 
Um, but it was it was uh, it was it was cold. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I made yeah. I made a couple of short trips there, and also you know I have a I have a dog, so he needed to go outside on the leash a couple times, and if he doesn't get at least a little bit of exercise, he's a real prick. Um, so uh, we uh, we we ventured out every <laughs> single day for at least you know twenty twenty five minutes. And one, the day it was the coldest, we walked outside, we were out there for three and a half minutes and, uh, he's not normally one to lead the charge. He's like, usually <laughs> for, follows me around. He was like, fuck this. I'm going inside. And we had, he had shoes on and everything like that. Just cause it's so fucking cold, you know? Um, but he was you like, have no little dog shoes, little dog shoes. Yeah. Cause you know, like, especially they like Converse. No, they're not like, they're like, just like little like Velcro booties and he fucking hates them. But also, yeah, you know, yeah, um, it's, it's. Uh, it was so cold that like I knew if it got in between his pads and stuff like that and he was out there for any longer, he would be in real pain. And I just did not want yeah. that. So yeah. uh, and and, you know, like there was one moment where he like I I uh, I would say, OK, let's go outside. And he basically sat by the fireplace with his tail between his legs and was like, fuck you. That is not happening right <laughs> now. Just sat there. And normally he's he's good lad and he'll do what he wants to do. But you know, it was so cold that even, you know, my dog that likes to burrow in snow because he's part yeah. part Malamute, um yeah. he uh he was not having it. I was like, that's pretty fucking cold if he doesn't want to be outside. Well, and it was interesting to explain to people like it it's not cold enough for ice. Yes. Because nothing melts, so it's all yeah. crunchy. It's all snow. yeah. All just blowing and, around all over the place. Yeah, but once you touch inside or anywhere somewhere else, then everything gets wet. Oh yeah. Here's here's the irony of ironies. <laughs> As it's uh, cold out, of course, you know I'm like totally stoked to watch the cold football games. Yeah. And all that inside. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I'm so, yeah, I'm loving all that yeah. shit, right? But here's the irony: my refrigerator was warm, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like, why is it? Well, you don't want a cold drink. I got a Brita filter in there. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? It seems like it's getting warmer. And of course, I do the whole, did you touch the fridge? You know that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, as it turned out, the refrigerator was on the fritz. Oh, no. And so over the last two days, <clears throat> yeah. I've been living like I'm camping. Oh. So I've got like nice a box. cooler outside. I'm like, well, it's 40 degrees outside now. Yeah. You know, I came, like, that's the other thing is the swing oh, God, from yeah. minus 17 to 44. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was heavenly. It was like I was out there in like a muscle shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Showing you off know. your sweet guns. Totally. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out, baby. <laughs> but, but so yeah, I had everything outside, like all the sauces. So I had to empty the fridge out. Oh, and no. I'm Mr. Refrigerator Repair Guy because I'm like, okay, yeah. well, let me see. Is it the compressor? Is it the temperature gauge? Because the freezer's working fine, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And so today was a decision on whether to get a refrigerator repairman. Mm hmm buy a brand new refrigerator oh. or whether the reset of the refrigerator actually worked overnight. Oh. So you, there's three levels. Okay. All right. Come in here close, kids. <laughs> if your refrigerator isn't working, <laughs> what it normally is is the compressor is, is blocked or the dampener is blocked mm -hmm. and the thermostat mm -hmm. isn't kicking on. Okay. And so what you got to do is, guess what? Unplug it. Yeah. That's it. Like, you unplug it, especially if you got one of those crazy, like, electronic refrigerators. So you normally unplug it for, like, five minutes. There's a secondary level where you unplug it for, like, 35 to 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then you plug it back in. Then yeah, you nice. hit the compressor on, see if it works. The third one is, like, if it's really bad. No. Oh. You have to unplug it for about 24 hours. Well, at least overnight. But, but, but that means you got to pull all the shit out of it. Yep. 
You unplug it for an hour, everything's still cold inside. It's yeah. fine. But so we had to take everything down to another fridge last night in the freezer, put all the refrigerator stuff out on the patio. Yeah. And so like going out on the patio, getting water last night and yeah. and this morning getting breakfast stuff out there. It was totally like camping. It was great. Yeah. I would but by to... the way, that Diet Dr. Pepper was the coldest thing I've had in like three days. Well, <laughs> but I... I pulled it in last night. Was it delicious? <laughs> and you were like, yes. Oh, it was so damn good. I, uh, yeah, so I, I would make a point if that was the case. I'd make sure that like uh, now the patio is my fridge, and my my fridge sees me in my underwear all the time. Now my patio yeah. is seeing me in my underwear. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's a good thing I'm in the penthouse. When I was on uh, my honeymoon with my uh, my first uh, my first wife, I have two of those. Drink. There you go. Thank you. Did you just, yeah, just hands up and nail it, right, Kelsey? Uh, he, is Kelsey, Kelsey keeping said tra- drink? Okay, Kelsey's okay, keeping ahead. track of the rules because yeah. I, they change every other week. Um, but there was a we were we were in Greece and it was gorgeous. But like so, we had this beautiful view of uh, you know like we we're in Santorini, this caldera where the, the dormant volcano. Beautiful. But every fucking morning when we go out to the patio for our breakfast, there was this one. His, his name must have been Stavros <laughs> or something. This one dude, this glorious Greek god of a man just sporting the gut, furry as fuck, and he had a banana hammock on that was probably the equivalent to a a, a small face mask, just holstering <laughs> his grapes, and he would stand out there proudly glistening in the sun with his hands on his hips while I'm trying to beat the shit out of a hard-boiled egg. It was the and I will never just uh, proudly surveying his kingdom, you know. And I was like, "Oh man, I want that kind of confidence in now everything that's I do." A beach body. That is a beach buddy. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah, man, you get it." I was just like, it was just so exciting to see him out there every day. It was like, like just zero fucks. I don't care what you think of me or my body. I am out here and no. I'm proud and I'm fucking enjoying my day. Go fuck yourself, please. I Getting want that kind of confidence. D. Yeah. Getting his vitamin D. Yeah. He's probably healthier than both of us. <laughs> well, he lives in that, uh, was it the blue zone? One of the blues. He's fat blue? with dates and sardines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dates and sardines. Band name. Uh, but yeah, isn't that, isn't that one of those blue zones where it's like the, the diet is so good that they, they have a they have a longer uh, life expectancy because of the diet yeah, and the... Yeah. Oh, Mostly man. unprocessed, you know, so they use natural oils yeah. and olive oil and... Oh, man, I could live on olive oil. A lot of fish, a lot of fresh vegetables. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. Uzo. Oh, I don't like uzo. I don't, I don't either. It's but just I that, guess it pickles you. <laughs> it, well, you know, I could pickle myself. Speaking of pickles, I have an addiction Grappa. right now to uh, pickled beets. You have an aversion addiction, to that, or you're into addiction. It? Like I, oh, I, you know, moved into moved into the new the new house, and uh, I bought myself a jar of pickled beets. And I will sit. I've I've been editing some audio lately, and I have a fork with a small bowl full of pickled beets with my left hand. So I'm dragging and dropping with one hand and shoveling pickled beets into my face. With Are the they left red? Hand. Oh yeah. They're the blood red ones, yeah, blood, okay. and they are fucking delicious. So the next day, there's you know, like you 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 have your morning constitutional, and there's yeah, questions as yeah. to, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I've been eating a lot of pickled beets. Beets and asparagus is when you have to remember what you ate, so you don't go to the doctor <laughs> freaking out. There was one tour where we stopped at a we stopped at a couple of uh, fucking White Castles. And I had, uh, I was probably 26, 27 years old, and I had an addiction to fucking strawberry Fanta. 
And one day wow. I overdid it and it showed up later on that day. <laughs> and I thought I had to go see somebody. Turns out just Strawberry Fanta. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. Okay, so uh, let's let's talk about some stuff. We do have a rundown. See, tell do we? I uh, do we have a rundown. Well, Kelsey's right We've there. Got a few things. Yeah. Uh, we we talked about the refrigerator. We talked about the pull vortex. Oh, where are you in the studio move? And but when I can I come I, in? When can I come over and help you I, move? Wait, uh, I have some shelving on the way to get rid of. Ooh. Not get rid of, but to move all of the books. Mm. And and there's a lot of sheet music. Oh, my goodness. Fuck I yeah. mean, I found a treasure trove of sheet music from my grandma mm. that I have, mm. which is pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I've got, like, a lot of books and, you know, sort of pictures and um, things and stuff that I want to get out of here as well. But, yeah, we're close. We're getting closer. The refrigerator kind of set me back a little bit. The bol- the polar vortex and the refrigerator. Yeah. I was open for last weekend. I was like, oh, it's a freeze thing. And so, yeah, I didn't fuck with it. No. Well. But I've got a few things happening. And, uh, yeah, I think next week next week we're going to be pretty close to to getting close to the whisper room. And that's when uh-oh. That's when you can come over and I will regale you with tequila. Oh, I've got some. I had a housewarming gift of some good tequila and some good bourbon. So I will be happy to oh, also nice. help support. Very but nice. we are all, I, I think we should have ourselves, if we can find a way to do this, a two shots live with uh, at a taco bar with good yeah. tequila. And we do this while eating tacos. I'm, I'm just gnawing right into the microphone. I and uh, and drinking a, a very good tequila with uh, with guests uh, who who join us for an exciting adventure. What do you think of this what idea? Guests, who guests would be? Um, like, I, I I mean personally, waitress? I I would love to get one of our music soup friends out here to talk about that kind of stuff if they'd be interested in that. Well, yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, if we can do something that'd be like fantastic. that. Fantastic. I am thinking about that as like a series. Kelsey and I were talking about that last week about oh. having. Like the having like breakout ones that mm. are just interviews with with soups. Yeah. Again, just basically, I, I and it's not 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 to pick their brain on helping independence and all that. I mean that that will be natural. Yeah. But I just I would like to shine a light on those people more. Yeah. Of of like what they actually do, mm-hmm. having done some of it, but not to that level, but. But like how the the process and yeah. maybe their favorite projects that they're working on or whatever and kind yeah. of give people a better understanding about the art of music supervision. Yeah, because it is it, it absolutely is. They are in my mind producers. Uh, it's funny to me like I like they, we just we just had the Emmys happen around these ear parts. Uh, yes. didn't we? Yeah, Golden uh, Globes, Golden Emmys. Globes. Yeah, yeah, like a whole fight. And Critics' Choice. They were all happening within like a week of each other yes, or something it like is, that. It is award season. It's award season. And, you know, I like went down the, you know, the <laughs> rabbit hole on, on you know, some of these awards. And it goes fucking deep. Uh, like yes. as far as like some of the, you know, like, like there's best makeup. There's best makeup non-prosthetic. There's like, you know, best uh, uh, outstanding uh, music supervision Emmys. There's like, you know, it goes deep deep and there's some serious recognition in the community for you know that skill set and i uh i uh i applaud them because it is a harder job than you think well i look i'm not gonna toot my own horn but beep the fuck beep here motherfucker 2015 maybe 2014 Uh, something around there yes i wrote the dark times a fairly like um, viral 
blog post on Medium or something. Um, <laughs> nice. And it was basically like it's time for a music supervision Emmy. And yeah. it was based on Scott Venner, who was the music supervisor for Entourage. That's oh, yeah. how long ago this was. No, that's great. And his work on Entourage deserves so many awards. Not not only because he ended up getting Led Zeppelin for the last song. <laughs> um, but nice. there, there was this Eminem song that was used in on a house fire scene. It was just, anyway, there was some amazing shit. You could probably find it, yeah. you know, you sleuths out there. But in 2017, DMEs listened to me. It was oh, actually wow. in 2016. Cool. Yeah. 2016, and they added it in 2017 um, to have a primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Music Supervision. Nice. And look, I'm not the only one who said that. I'm sure there were plenty of other in the music supervision community. But I did make a big fucking deal out of it. And I think I made a good case of it. And so now we have it. Yeah. And do you know who won the last one? Gabe Hilfer. Gabe Hilfer. That's fucking right. I saw that. Bull Elephants. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. It was and a... Robin Erding was nominated in yeah. Frankie Pine and Krista Miller. By the way, Krista Miller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God fuck damn it. Just doing such... I mean, half of the shit we've mentioned on this were probably her. Those yeah. music supervisors were involved in. Yeah, it, so and yeah. The, yeah, that lot. I mean, I know I mentioned Gabe like probably seven or eight times, probably throughout. Like, because he's yeah. just doing the Lord's fucking work. Um, uh, it's uh, and there's also Guild of Music Supervisors. So if you're really into this and you want to go down the road of yeah. being a music supervisor. Um, go look up Guild of Music Supervisors. They do some really good work mm-hmm. on education, how to join Friends of the Guild. They have this whole Friends of the Guild thing. Yeah, I'm not a member, but I, I um, they're a nonprofit. Should you be? Um, I know people in it. Yeah, I probably should. Right. I've supported them. Yeah, and one of our friends, we have a few friends that are mm-hmm. that are part of it. Yeah, but I feel bad because I'm not in LA. It's very much an LA thing. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but you can support them from afar. Yeah. But especially if you want to learn, they have like really good mixers and really good like kind of educational things. And, mm-hmm. and this is not the place to go fucking pitch your music. Yeah. By do the not. Way. No. Don't do, do that. Do not do that. <laughs> don't go um, do that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's basically one of those things of like this. This is what was there long before there was an Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. So like this is just sort of them having their annual awards, and they have like multiple categories and. You know, stuff like that. But yeah. so, uh, but yeah, a Guild of Music Supervisors is a fantastic organization. I you love that they're a them. guild. It's like something out of fucking Dungeons and Dragons or Dragonlance or some shit. Yes, it's like, you get a you... leather, like, like tie-up <laughs> vest, right? Like, <laughs> you get a corset and uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, and you also get, you get a, you get a cape with a hood. Um, oh, that'd be sweet. You can lurk in the corner a at, cow? You know, at taverns. A cow. Do you guys have a cow? <laughs> you have, they have a cow. They have a. You, you get to. You get to wear it at the tavern where all meetings are held, and right. all when the ca- and all the, the campaigns door, you begin. Roll the die. Yeah. It's a <laughs> is it sixteen. Die? Yeah. Well, if there's dies? more than one. Yeah. Is it dies? Anyway, die. it killed two guys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's solid. Hey, shout uh, out James Acaster. There you go. Uh, that's well done. Hey, uh, last time we were talking, you were you were making a trek to a Denver landmark. Oh, and it you, has happened. It has happened, and I am curious on your thoughts. On Casa Bonita. Yes. How was it? It was really fucking great. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, it was. It was, um, <clears throat> look, anybody that's ever been. Yes. We had a virgin with us. Oh. She's never been before. 
And it's always been, it's on her bucket list. She had moved to oh, Colorado I love it. 25 years ago and had never been, but yeah. I heard about it at South Park and all that. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. And so she was involved in our group, and we were there with some really close friends, and mm-hmm. it was really fun. Nice. But so she had never been before, so she was totally excited. Aww. Meanwhile, all of us have been before yeah. many times. Remember prior, what it, it was? Shit one it of was. the people has been since the opening. This yeah. is her second mm-hmm. new opening trip. Yeah. But anyway... Um, mm-hmm. She was saying this this virgin who had never been before was like, oh, I get it. It's kind of like Disneyland. Like, everyone thinks of it as a Mexican restaurant with other things, mm-hmm. but she saw it kind of for what it is. The whole thing is an experience. Yeah, exactly. Where you sit, where you walk in, how it works, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you what, it is a lot more like Disneyland now because it's not 25 bucks anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's about 50 bucks each. Yeah. It's an amusement park price. Yeah. Um, so bear that in mind. Um, but the food was great. Yeah. I mean, it was good. It was yeah. good. Let's say it was good. I had like uh, carne, carnitas tacos mm-hmm. and saw some enchiladas. Um, the sopapillas are still banging. Yeah. That's still still banging. Yeah. Um, so that was that was really good. So get that out of the way. The, su- the food is markedly better. Yeah, than it was. I still would go to Tacos Elisco or you oh, know, yeah. some of my favorite haunts way before I'd go to Caspanita. Yeah. But yeah. but if you're there, you, at least you know it's going to be good. Yeah, you're not going to die of dysentery this time. <laughs> no. No, on the Oregon Trail. Yeah, on the Oregon Trail. Um, but the biggest thing about it, especially the way they're doing it now with the reservations. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the way, you had to enter in through like metal detectors. And oh, shit. yeah. That's a little different. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing about it now is, and she never got to feel this, but showing up at 11 o'clock on a Saturday in the morning, mm-hmm. hungover, and you're waiting in an unair conditioned snaking line for like two fucking hours for them to like slam a yeah. you know a plate to you and you got to walk it up to your table you know that whole waiting thing yeah. to get food and you're like oh my god I'm so hungry oh my god I just need a beer or a coke anything yeah. help me god um is gone you kind of they rush you through get yeah. your tickets order your food go to your table get your drinks and then boom they bring the food out yeah. here's the other different thing you eat and then they're like, you're done. Go do your fun things, but your table's gone now. Yeah. So whereas you used to just sort of camp out at a table while, while you were there. Yeah. You don't do that anymore. Um, it goes on your adventures. So, yeah, I did. We did the uh, the caves, and there's, there's a lot of little touches. I don't want to give it away if you go. Yeah. But there's a lot of little touches. A little bit of South Park is in there now. Yeah. Um, a little bit more Mexicana. Kind of stuff is in there right now, mm-hmm. and which is kind of cool. I really dug that. It's yeah, living that up a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, you know the cliff divers are so much better. You can have two of them now. Yeah, yeah. It's um, not some terrified high school fun. kid, you know, making ba- barely minimum wage. And ooh. yeah, these are guys who let's just say you know they they work they're out. at a very cool club on Saturday night with their other guy friends. Yeah. Um, like they were excellent divers. They're excellent and divers. Playing it up a little bit. And they are also in for a man that appreciates the aesthetic of the male physique. Fucking gorgeous. They are yeah. gorgeous and they are very they they work out. Yeah, they do work out. Yeah. Um so I yeah, it's I mean, you know, 8 9 out of 10. I I mean, I was yeah. surprised by how well it was run. Yeah. 
somebody in our group was like, well, God, they just kind of rush you through. And I'm like, trust me, that is the best thing that happened. Yeah. Like, just get to it, (laughs) get to it. Let's go, let's go. And so, um, yeah, the, the food was markedly better. The environment, and by the way, the way that they've built the inside out a little bit, Mm -hmm. the environment is so much better to roam. Yeah. Yeah. Like before you would literally be standing by someone eating, watching the divers. Yeah. Now they kind of have areas and places all over the place where you can do that and and the kids when i say kids they're 16 17 they're they're, they're not kids anymore but yeah but it seemed comfortable for them yeah of course they wanted to go the fuck home you know (laughs) they um, are teenagers yeah yeah but it was uh yeah it was it was really fun and i'm glad i'm glad i got to share it with a newbie yeah i guess i should say newbie more than virgin yeah, I think we all knew what you meant, and I don't think it was taken in any Yeah, are you, and you're going next factor. week? Uh, I've, I've been once already, um, but oh, okay. uh, I've got a, a, a friend's name came up in the lottery, and he's putting together a, a party of individuals. And uh, uh, it is it is somebody in this podcast's birthday in the next few days, and he may or may I not know, be. I know. He may or may not be um, going, on, uh, going on an adventure. Um, yeah, uh, that, that might be part Come of it. Come on, you old cunt. <laughs> going on an adventure. <laughs> uh, I, 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 speaking of I'm that, excited uh, about that. Um, yeah, so I uh, this will be my second viewing. Uh, the first time. I washed my pants for it. I know it's coming up. It's like in the day. You washed you washed your pants for my birthday? I, I'm going to put pants on You got for your it, birthday pants? Aww. Yeah, I got my birthday pants on. Happy pants birthday. <laughs> Once a year. The Colorado shirt. Only because you go to places where there's pants, like the pants required. enforcement rules. <laughs> you can't be the Colorado shorts guy at uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> Cargo shorts and sandals. Isn't that isn't that like that? Like, and a collar. Oh, and oh a my collar. god! There's there was uh, yeah. It was cold enough to challenge that. Uh, you know that uh, if you're that guy in Colorado. Um, He's that guy. I'm trying to find. There was a. There was a. There's uh, a few of them. Uh, cha- uh, there was a fucking uh, hard times or a thing about that recently, and I I can't find it. <laughs> but it was like so cold, you know. You know, guys. Oh, here's my other favorite one. I'm gonna just read it right now. This is a complete non sequitur, but it was a hard times news headline. It says, "Help! I recorded a fart through a Chase Bliss pedal, and now I'm number one on Spotify's ambient charts." <laughs> <laughs> but there was one about like you know guy whose entire uh, identity revolves around shorts too cold in this shit too you know yeah um, he's wearing sweats <laughs> <laughs> but I, thank you for washing your uh, your your traveling pants yeah yeah house of the traveling pants house what of the traveling tra- sisterhood yeah. of the traveling pants Sister, yeah, yeah. something yeah yeah sisterhood yeah, yeah. get your yeah off in your oh, pants fuck, I like don't that. remember the name of that fucking book now eat pray love pants. I'm reading know. a book I'm, by Elizabeth Gilbert right now, and it's I'm not very, very good. good at literary stuff. Yeah. I I am uh, I got I got a little. Bit are of, you doing something? Are we doing something? We are we can. closing down a bar? What's going on? We can always close down a bar. Um, Do you have plans? Are I don't actually have out? plans. I mean, I've been uh, I've been kind of in a in a uh, not hunkered down state, but like uh, just there's been a lot of creative ventures I've been playing with right now, and so I really didn't make any plans, but. Uh, Maybe we need to go on a fucking adventure. Well, yeah, you got. I mean, when you move, you got to get your shit together. You guys. I mean, you it's know, been. I've been. Here. It's been uh, a little over a month here. So, I mean, it's things are settled down. the The dog is 
currently unconscious in front of the fireplace. He, you know, I posted a photo on Instagram last night of him cuddled up on the couch with his teddy bear. I'm like, I, th- I, I think we fucking moved in. <laughs> so yeah, I'm totally jealous of that. Uh, the fireplace or the, to a nap this afternoon or the teddy bear. <laughs> oh, speaking of naps, um, uh, did you get any sleep last Napster? night? Napster. No, I'm just no kidding. fuck. <laughs> That was Kelsey uh, through the glass. <laughs> yeah, she like slammed herself against music the glass. Like that's our podcast. <laughs> well, we have talked about music it isn't, business, though. It isn't. It's a podcast about music people. Yeah, music Mus- people live regular lives. Kelsey, all right. What is she saying now? Because I don't have her in my headphones today. Because I couldn't music stand it. Business podcast. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we'll I let get her to yell it. At you. I'll get to Ariana Grande and sped up songs. We'll do it. Oh God. Okay. So my kid is really into a bunch of this shit, like a bunch of like that, like either slowed down or sped up song, and then it's fucking like pegged into the red and just distorted, nasty digital clipping. And I'm like, I don't. I okay. I, not that I'm going to tell him turn that shit off because I'm not my my fucking dad. But I am. Uh, so but I'm just. Up. I'm like. I'm like. I I don't get it. But I don't. I don't, I don't, explain something to me. Explain it to me, because I don't fucking get it. Um, okay, so I've talked to a few Gen Z people about it, and the best way I can understand it is this is kind of like early hip-hop. Mm-hmm. When you, so your parents listen to a certain kind of music, and you know it's good, right? Yeah. You know it's good. Yeah. But you can't like the same music that your dad likes a lot of time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like at some point you kind of got to, you got to rebel a little bit. Yeah. And so in early hip hop, well, not the earliest of hip hops, but as hip hop kind of grew a little bit, you would get like a sample that was chopped up, right? It was mm-hmm. mixed a little bit weird. It was sped up or slowed down. Or turned it was chopped reversed. a little bit. Yeah. Or reversed. Yeah. Yeah. Flip it and reverse it. Yep. I will. It's your business is wet yet. Um, go ahead and play that backwards, you guys. That says Satan. But anyway, um, so that's that's basically where this. I think it's where it comes from. I think. Yeah. Um, is that it makes kind of something they know is a cool song, a cool sound, and if you think about it, like even Kanye's, like in um, in the Wire, mm-hmm. um, is using a Shaka Khan thing, but it's like uh, it's really sped up. Yeah. A lot of people are point to that as like where where really sped up stuff kind of started in the in the cultural ethos. Gotcha. But also, I I, I would be remiss, my gaming people, Nightcore mm. is something mm-hmm. that is basically thirty five percent sped up all the time. Wow. And that is like a whole genre within like YouTube and Nightcore music. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, it's a, it's thirty five to fifty percent sped up. Some people say one hundred and fifty percent. I don't think they understand how how very speed works. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm more apt to believe that thirty five to fifty percent is the is the sweet spot. Yeah. of how it works. Um, I think it's really interesting though, where you know we've been talking about this for a year, where yeah. I've said you need to release. Multiple releases of the same song. It doesn't take too much time to do this, yeah. but you have your single, you have your acapella, you have your instrumental, then you have your monster mix. Maybe it's double of the song or whatever with a long instrumental break in the middle. Then you have your sped up, you have your slowed down, mm. blah, 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 right? You have the, all of these different releases. Yeah. 
so that people can use it as sounds on different platforms, whether mm-hmm. it's TikTok or Reels or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also, DJs want that kind of thing too uh, to use it, and so you maybe you may get a little crossover into another genre that you don't know about. Well, this happened last week. Yeah, um, Ariana Grande released a song called "Yes and." Mm-hmm. Now, apparently, she's a little problematic right now, and I'm not sure why. No. I didn't go down that rab- rabbit hole, but like, she's lost like a million Instagram users over something. I do know that the video is a ripoff of Cold Hearted Snake from Paul Abdul, <laughs> but like, I know that most of these people are not old enough to know that, um, but they'll get it eventually. But so um, she on iTunes release like yes and sped up single yes and slowed single yes and sped up different mix of single um Mm -hmm. yes and acapella single yes and acapella sped up single all 69 cents each and she got a ton of blowback from people that are like why why are these people why can't just pop people and be interested in their art and music this is a corporate money grab Mm. Because she, w- so some people say that the reason why artists and or labels are doing this is that each of those count as a sale on the same ISRC code. Mm, yeah. And so you basically double, triple your sales if you have super fans or if you have other fans that are buying the sped up version or, and by buy, I mean either buy or stream a thousand times. Mm. Um, and so, a lot of people say that it's a money grab to try to get to number one or to try to hit the charts. So you can probably see it on Apple Music where it's yes, comma, and question mark is the Ariana Grande song. Mm-hmm. But she has all of these different versions of it. Yeah. Um, and so she's getting some blowback from some people, although I think they're sort of an older generation. I think actually the younger people are like, yeah, yeah. that's what I want. I want all of it. I think the other thing about sped up music and slowed down music. So when we say sped up, we mean all very speed. You know, yeah. you have your regular single, whether it's going to be sped up or slowed or how it's going to be chopped up like that. doesn't really matter. It's just a different version of it. Mm-hmm. I think personally that especially younger people want to feel as if they have a little bit more control over the music that they interact with. Mm-hmm. So... Where this all comes from is somebody taking that song, and they have GarageBand, they have yeah. Dawes, they have Ableton, they've got whatever, mm-hmm. and so they go and do it and then upload that on TikTok. That's where a lot of this really reached into major cultural shit, yeah. is somebody using it as a sound. And then all of us artists are basically you know, mirroring that back. Oh, shit, is that what you want? Okay, here, we'll do it. <laughs> we'll um, do it. That way we can control it a little bit here. I have not done a release like this yet, hmm. um, but I do think that it's valuable because it doesn't take too much to do. It's not too hard to do. You can Google how to do it. Yeah. Um, and you shit, you can get on Fiverr and have someone do it for you if you yep. want. Um, you know, and you could probably pay your mixer a little bit extra. I don't know. Speak to that. But, but I think that um, Spotify is there's people who have trouble with it on because because there are people that are saying that on Spotify this is taking out of the general royalty pool because these songs are getting more more spins, more streams and then that is adding to that major royalty pool. But you know, I I like 
look, I I guess my end result of this, like my end my end game on this, is always like, how does the fan want it? Yeah. And so if if there is a significant amount of people that want an acapella, whether that's a DJs that want to be able to do something underneath it or other bedroom producers that want, you know, that don't have vocals to work with. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, shit, if I get this and I create a cool enough thing, I can probably license it eventually. Yeah. Um, Or if it's younger people that want the sped up version because it's different than what's on the radio or the regular single or the official music video. Oh, well, then give it to them. Who gives a fuck? That's my, a, you might as well be proactive. Don't yeah. let them do it. You yeah. know, get your money on it. <laughs> I agree. I agree with so that. That's I, where I stand on I, it. I think it's. I think it's. Um, again, it's like you're getting told, "Hey, um, we like this. We, we like this song. We want it a little faster, and we like it in the red wrapper, if you would please." And yeah, you know, it's not an exit screen. But uh, you know where everybody's is different. It's a you're 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 getting information in real time from consumers that they want their their music this way. They want the consumer this way. Yeah. It's, it's it's happening consistently. Like uh, I also, I mean, there's part. Of, you're right. Part of this is a, is a rebellion against you know. I can't like the same stuff my dad likes. I mean, my my kid has a has a playlist that he shares with me, and it's all music that he just loves. And some of it's stuff that I introduced him to, and some of it's stuff that he found organically on his own, or it was in a game, or it was something he's like this. And some of it is, um, you know, sped up Verispeed. Uh, you know, some of it is even, like, pitch-shifted Verispeed, you know? Yeah. Which, um, so it's, like, sped up, and the pitch goes up with it. So, uh, um, which I'm always, I'm always like, well, that kind of changes things but uh billy eilish duh. Uh, yeah exactly um but you know like it's 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 uh i i'm i'm all for um people taking uh control of what they like this is such a stew answer come on <laughs> i know you know whatever but, makes people feel good about it that's well good for them. i mean i also if believe it's, long that they, it's not hurting someone yeah as long as you're not shiving somebody but in the it nighttime. is right like yeah. there's a mixing community question here too you spend all this time to let everything sit in the mix and the, the vocals sit right and the air and everything at the you i mean you take excruciatingly long periods of time to figure out the right BPM so that it feels right. And yeah. then someone comes in and goes, yeah, fuck that. Here you go. Yeah. But after there's a, there's a, there's a point where like you put something out, you, it's no yeah. longer yours. It's no longer yours to control. And at that point in time, you have to let go of that control. I've done what yeah. I needed to do with that piece of art and I have let it go. And if somebody else chooses to interpret that again and interpret it differently, you know, they're not telling me I didn't write the song and I don't own the rights to it or anything like that. What they're doing is they're saying, I want to hear it like this. It's like yeah, somebody doing yeah. it. It's a, just a cover song in, at a certain point, except I well, still own the master. Also, I mean, two, two other things here I think that are important to point out. One, there's nothing new under the sun. Um, this is just someone taking an LP album and turning it to 45. Yep. Yep. So it's supposed to be a 33, and you throw it to 45. And DJs have been doing this in clubs for years with that shit. Yeah. Speeding it up to ma- tempo players, matching. Yeah. When cassette players came out, you used to be able to hold the play button in a certain way to where it goes. You could do that kind of thing, and that sounded weird. <laughs> that again? Fantastic. I'm going to go for the trifecta. Can you do it one more time for the kids? I can do it backwards. Yes. <laughs> By the way, play that forward. That said, hello, Satan. Um, oh. 
But but, uh, here's the second part of this, is that none of this happens without the original track being done. Yep. Right? Like, you still have to do the work and create the original track in the way that you intend it to be, using the Rick Rubin rules, you're using your... Your inner guide, you know, of like, please yourself in this and make sure that you create the art that you want to make. And then, yeah, it's up to the world. But you can also have a hand in putting out different versions of it. Yeah. And that's nothing new either. You know, maxi (laughs) singles, seven inches. There's nothing new about taking a single and making it in, you know, making it Spanish. Yeah. Making it, you know, different, different levels of vocals kind of brightening up. Just the just the um, just the lead vocal. There, there's ways to do that. People have been doing this forever. Yeah. Where it's uh, you know singles have never. That's why they're singles, by the way. Yeah. Is that they've never been static, because they're gonna. Hopefully, it's a great enough song to where you're like, I'm putting a bunch of chips behind this song, yeah. not the seventh song we recorded. This song, well, and I that mean- also means now. Not just an instrumental, not just an acapella, not just a, a dance version, not just a R&B version, not just a dance hall reggae version, not just a whatever. Now you got to do sped up. So you're just adding a few things, sped up or slowed down. It's, yeah. it's actually not that much more. You're giving yourself more opportunities to succeed. That's all. Yeah. Um, and and, you and know, why would you been... turn them down? Yeah. We've, we've been, uh, I mean, how often did we have radio versions of singles and then the, the album time. version the album version was different it was longer you know it had a it had a solo in it i mean the longer, uh, the, intro. longer intro you know that kind of stuff and but you Cuss know words <laughs> yeah yeah uh it, it's just we we've, we've been we've been playing this game for i it, for people to say that this is oh this is new this is different it's really not it's no. the same. It goes in cycles. It goes. It goes around. What goes around goes around. Goes around. Comes around the way back around. Um, you know. And uh, it, it's just. It's. It's a new thing. Try it out. See what happens. You never know. I. I think I was just talking to a, an artist recently about the reason to have uh, instrumentals and acapellas. Um, was I, they, they? They'd never even considered the idea of a remix. You know, yeah. like I was like, just just, you know, like there's I could find right now through just one phone call about 130 Euro DJs that could, you know, would give you a remix of your song with your vocals yeah. right now. And, you know, why not? And in fact, they don't want the underlying music. They don't. Yeah. There's Oftentimes a whole when lot I'm, of remixers who like just give me the lead vocal. I'll you know, know, you know, if you can tell me, you know, the root yeah, the, you know what key it's in, yeah, or whatever the BPM that helps, but they'll figure yeah. it out. You can do, you can you can you know do tempo detector and yeah. all that kind of shit. Beat detective, um, but, I, there's... but yeah, you want you want to just set it in and then let your mind create yeah. the music behind it. That's what a lot of remixers do, DJs do. I do that with. Um, I've had a, I've had a few artists over the last month or so come to me and say, um, "This is my bare bones version of this." And I will say, okay, I want you to send me um, the session. I don't want you to send me the mix down of your song because I'm going to bounce out the the vocals on their own first, and I'm going to do my version of it first, and then yeah. I will listen to your version. And the reason is is because I want to get all of my ideas out on it before I let my thought process be uh, encumbered by uh, <laughs> the, you know whatever they did before. And it might become across as like, oh, yeah, that's a better idea. I'm going to take that and put that in here. And then it becomes more of a collaborative process. But I do want that first 
version of it to be, I want to listen to your vocal and decide what I think it should be before I listen to what you think it should be. Yeah. Just yeah. first. That doesn't mean no, that I I'm going to ignore it. Um, yeah. I, I think just, this is also, I think that this is also like a, um, a reaction to, there isn't like music is a lot of pop music, especially or release music these days is not fast or hard. And yeah. like the sped up version is more exciting. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and then like the slowed down version is very druggy. Like it's yeah. both very druggy. Yeah. In yeah. a lot of ways. A lot of and mid-tempo so, stuff out there right now. A lot of mid-tempo stuff. And I mean, you know, painting around the edges of a little bit slower from mid or a little bit higher from mid. But but yeah, it's there's nothing really like in pop music that's aggressive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so when you hear a sped up song, it sounds a little aggressive. It sounds a little, um, you know, sounds a little immediate. Yeah. You know, and yeah. the same with slowed down music it starts feeling a little bit more like lo-fi. It mm-hmm. starts feeling a little bit more like Chill. a little druggy, yeah. you know? And, and, and so, yeah, I think that it's not hard to do. Um, shoot for 35 to 50%. Yeah. That's a good way. Good one way or the other, high or low and see what you see, what you end up with on an output, you yeah. know, just, just uh, copy the track over and then, and then do it that way, and you can do Verispeed or whatever, and mm-hmm. and do the whole track, and and you know don't don't take too long <laughs> on it. That's the other thing. Almost in every one of these cases, these are quick and dirty oh, output yeah. mixes. Get it done. So let let the let the single sit as it does mixed, and then copy, and then do it from there. Don't don't try to remix it on a sped up version or whatever, because yeah. the whole point of it is to be quicker and and get it out. Um, so I would say I, I do think that most independent musicians, because this is not expensive mm-hmm. compared to all the other things we have to do. It's real easy to do. Especially if you're on like a distro kit account or whatever with unlimited uploads or whatever. There's, yeah. So what? Like just put up seven versions, you know, then you have like a whole maxi version of that song. Um, and And I think you'll see more of it within TikTok and Reels and... And that kind of thing. It's really used more for sounds, you know. And and don't get ahead, don't get too ahead of yourself. Of like, what are people listening to this for? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, just do it. Just put it out. Who cares? <laughs> You're like seriously. You, like, yeah. I just think too many musicians get. Well, I don't understand how people are using my music. Who gives Doesn't a fuck? Have, just, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just like let them have it. Yeah, there's a yeah. That's a that's that's a very very good point. It's like I I don't necessarily need to understand why people are eating cheeseburgers at McDonald's. They are, they are. No, so you know it's I don't just understand like the people it. that it's don't understand from... acapellas and instrumentals. Well, yeah. why wouldn't you want the whole thing? It doesn't matter to you. Who cares? Yeah, yeah that's not for Although you. Although they can rip off your music and but whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but you should be so lucky mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you, if you get a hit like that. Yeah. You're like Diplo used my acapella. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, All right. So that's it. Do that's some sped up, good. do some slowed down. Kids don't do Please. drugs. Uh, Adults do a little bit more. Okay, let's get to <laughs> sync, sync of the Week. How was that, Kelsey? That was all music business. Yeah. And Ariana Grande. She likes Ariana Grande. Yep. Yeah, I I like the I like the Ariana Grande too. Nah, I'm not as huge of a fan. I liked her on Bang Bang with Jesse J. But, oh, eh. I love that fucking track. Um, but I still uh, listen to that. That's a great 
Great track. Uh, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, mine comes from a trailer that just dropped. Oh. I am very excited about this. It's, uh, let's see. Oh, I'm so excited, I fucking forgot. No, I believe I've been writing it wrong, but no, okay, I'm right. It's Drugstore June. Okay. There's a trailer <laughs> coming out that's called Drugstore June. Uh, it's a movie. It's a comedy movie. It has a bunch of people. If you're a little bit younger, you're going to know a lot of these names. Esther Povitsky, Trevor mm-hmm. Wallace, Miranda Cosgrove. Yep. Um, Danny Griffin, Jackie Sandler. Hello. <laughs> um, but if you're a little bit older, you may know some of these other names. Bill Burr. Who's Bobby that? Lee. No, I don't know that. <laughs> um, Haley Joel Osment. Mash Walsh. There are a ton. Al Madrigal, mm-hmm. Beverly D'Angelo. You're gonna what? know somebody is gonna know somebody in this movie. It's, wow! It is a comedy. It's kind of like a conglomeration of a bunch of fucking comedians got together to write this. But I think it's directed by Nicholas Gosen, and it's Bilbers all over this. Um, Shout Factory is behind it. All all things comedy is behind it. But there is just Tons of people in this movie. Um, it's coming out this year. Um, I don't know when it's coming out because the trailer just just dropped. But in the trailer, I, I love this placement. Oh my god! Yeah. It's punk tax punk tactics by Joey Valance and Bray. Now, Ooh. if you're on TikTok, you probably have seen Joey Valance and Bray. They're basically two guys who do kind of Beastie Boys rap. Mm-hmm. It's like 90s rap, basically. I have loved them for two years. Nice. Joey Valance, I fucking love it. It's great rap if you like that kind of rap. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not mumble rap. This is very in-your-face, heavy <laughs> beats. Nice. 90s references, Mario Brothers. They shot one of them on a Nintendo. Awesome. Um, like, it just... Get into Joey Valance and, and Bray. Like, you will love them if you're into that kind of 90s rap shit. And Punk Tactics is a great song. But they were independent. And this is a TikTok sensation thing. And their song is placed in this trailer. Nice. Enjoy your $28,000. Because it's a fucking great placement. Yeah. Um, the creative director is Dave McLaughlin, who also was the editor of the trailer, mm-hmm. uh, runs Boom Boom Records, and he worked with uh, Shot Studios and Slice Collectives. Um, and so it's a great, great trailer. Uh, so if you're, if you're a young person, you're going to love this. Drugstore June, you're going to know a bunch of these influencers. You're, and, and, um, and, and even if you're an older person, you're going to be like, oh, Bill Burr is a doctor. Um, so Shout Factory is involved in it, and it's a great placement for my boys, Joey Valance and Bray, who are blowing up now. Nice. Uh, who, who's the Cash Me Outside? Uh, yeah. She's, she's, in, in she's in this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep. fuck, man. Um, uh, also, Dexter's dad, uh, James Remar, is in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and if you go down the cast list, you just it's pretty it fucking be nuts. more and more. And you're like, the Rutherfords. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Brittany Furlan. Yeah. They're like, it just goes on and on. Uh, yeah, I, I, yes, it's, that looks, that looks fun. That one. Um, it's, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna no. win awards, but, no, but it looks it's, fun. it's supposed to be a fun comedic movie. Um, and, and I, 
I think. And Esther kind of shines in the trailer. Yeah. The director of Grandma's Boy is on is on the <laughs> Excellent, excellent. I just wonder how how Happy Madison didn't produce this. Yeah, that's a very good question. I mean, or maybe they they're like fought. maybe they got some money on it. Maybe fucking uh, you know, like Sandler's just sitting up there in his godfather fucking, you know, throne and like just pulling the strings like Give it to the small guy, you know? Yeah, totally, uh, <laughs> totally. Uh, mine is the entirety of the Family Plan uh, soundtrack on <laughs> Apple TV. Okay. Because I just fucking, it was, every time there was a song in it, the movie's fine, but the the the, the music supervision in it is fucking great. Um, my, my, pr- my premiere moment was watching Marky Mark uh, of the Funky Bunch fame uh, rap not uh, to his uh, uh, feel it, feel it, feel the vibrations, but to rap with Michelle Monaghan to Ice Ice Baby. The irony was not lost on me. <laughs> As the kids rolled their As eyes. As the kids rolled their eyes. They, they, did, a, they, they did a little break of uh, About Damn Time Lizzo in there. But it was really the Ice Ice Baby. And uh, it was the second time I, I had a, it, over our uh, fucking deep freeze, I, I watched two movies. I watched The Family Plan and I watched Gran Turismo. And in both of them, there was an Enya placement. So, you know, she needed... She's coming back. She's coming back. And it was the way that it was used in both cases was was, was really beautiful. But um, Was it stick, Return to Innocence in both? Uh, no, that's uh, Enigma. Um, so... <sighs> That's I can't believe you that's, failed that one. <laughs> Just hand Kelsey your wallet. She'll figure it out for you. Um, well, here's what's hilarious is what's in my head is, oh, I, Not the proclaimers. To innocence. Yeah, I believe still, that was an enigma. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was. That was like still re- enigma. During the, during the uh, Gregorian <laughs> chant uh, uh, boom of the summer. 1900s, uh, where Sarah McLaughlin really made her her, her <laughs> real stance. Um, but yeah, there was two Anya, Anya, Anya placements, and I was just, they, they were both used in beautiful ways. Um, but uh, uh, it was so, I had a, there was a Grace Potter placement. There was uh, Only Time by Enya, and then there was Ice Ice Baby. It was, it was really, and about damn time Lizzo. And I just was, every time a song was used, um, it was just, it, there was a point where he actually puts on something really relaxing for everybody to listen to while he's fighting dudes on motorcycles yeah. outside <laughs> the van. And it was just, I just, it was really big, dumb fun. And I, I don't know about you, but uh, Ted was my Marky Mark turning point, right? It was the first movie where I watched him. I was like, I fucking love this guy. You know, yeah, I really yeah. love this guy. And so I enjoy watching him. Ted was really the turning point for me. And so like anytime I watch him just being a bit of a, a bit of a douche, I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> and, 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 uh, so, uh, I've yet to see the Ted series, but, um, so yeah, uh, the family plan, the whole thing is fucking fun as shit. Um, every time there's a, there's a placement, it's really great. And that's Lucy Bright is the supervisor. On Lucy that Bright. Very nice. Very nice. It's very good. Yeah. That was big, dumb fun. That's the right way to yeah. explain that movie. I enjoyed I it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Again, it's not going to win any awards. No, mm-hmm. but it makes you. It's not going to make you think. Marky just, Mark says "fuck yeah" like nobody else. He's like "fuck yeah," like it's like I just love the way he says that. He doesn't say it in this movie, but in Ted, 
It's, yeah, it's it's one of those movies where I, you know, if someone asked me to explain it, I'm like, okay, da 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 da, and then hijinks ensue, and you know the rest of it. <laughs> it took longer for the hijinks to ensue. It really did. Like, than I thought it would. It out. We don't yeah. want to give it away or anything. Yeah. The plot point. <laughs> but it was very. I was very entertained by the entire thing. So. It was fun. Well, that's a really good one. Very nice. Thanks. All right. Let's wrap this sucker up, everybody. Hey, make sure to check out StuMillerMusic.com. Do you have any spots left? Uh, I have. I have. A, nope, I'm a, he's I'm all pol- out. No, no, no. I'm, I give, give it give it two weeks, and I'm polishing off one round of, uh, of uh, uh, mentorship, and then into the next uh, quarter of uh, mentorships. Plus, I have one studio spot left. I'm working on some other stuff, too. By but if you got a new this single, comes out, he will yeah. be older and wiser and have some slots open. So check yep. out StuMillerMusic.com yep. right now. Yep. Make sure to rate and subscribe and give us five stars over there on Apple Podcasts and leave a hilarious comment. And I don't know why I'm talking like a radio disc jockey in the morning. It's 45 <laughs> degrees outside. I-25 is packed. Be careful out there, everybody. Um, you can check out at Two Shots Music Pod. That's the number Two Shots Music Pod anywhere you follow people. And you can email us Two Shots Music Pod at gmail.com. Send us emails. We uh, we, we love answering your questions. Yes, uh, please send us more emails. When we remember to. Stop <laughs> sending Stu foot pictures. Thank you very much. I subscribe to a lot of OnlyFans pages just to have them not send me stuff. Good Lord. (laughs) The box is just full of them. It's just full. But until we speak to you next week, we hope you write a great song and take care of yourself and others. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Love you. Write a great song. Love you. Goodbye.